0: What's going on? Go to health. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Go to health.
1: Go to health. Brought to you by the Masterson Plan. This call-in show is hosted by a certified holistic health coach with a love for strong language. So if you've got kids in the car, you might want to grab some headphones. The content of this podcast is strictly the opinion of health coach Galadriel Masterson and is for inspiration, information, and educational purposes only. This content is not a diagnosis or treatment and does not take the place of medical advice from your doctor. Okay, we have a caller on the line calling in to go to health. Caller, what is your name and what is your question for a health coach? Hi.
2: Hi, my name is Sandra. Hi, Sandra.
1: Hi. Uh, What's your question for a health coach today?
2: Um, Well, okay. so I'm wondering what I can do to balance my hormones, uh, which I believe are the trigger of my short fuse these days, you know, um, coupled with a lot of what's going on in our environment and, and, and political environment, I should say, and like the climate of the world in general. But I feel like I am kind of of going through some changes and um yeah so wondering if you could
1: Oh god I love 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 a hormone question and the reason I love that is because educating women on how to balance hormones is one of my greatest passions in in life because no one teaches us that and then we start to feel like we're going crazy or Uh, we have tempers now, or we don't like sex anymore, and we don't know why. Yes. So thank you so much for calling Go to Health, because I want to talk to you about this. So um, if you don't mind, let's start with your age. Sure. I'm 48. Gorgeous. Do you still get a period?
2: I do. Um, They have slowed down, I guess you could say, a bit. Um, so I can't really tell you what my cycle is other than you know, um, just recently I went without it for four months.
1: Oh, okay. Um, so it's in still coming but inconsistently, correct? And, um, when you do have it, like how many days do you have it?
2: Um, well, I generally have it for four days where it's you know, definitely your average bleeding. If you will. Sorry. But yeah. And um, and then spotting for like two or three days, like one before and two or three after those four days.
1: OK, so you're officially in perimenopause. And, and for people listening, that typically kind of starts around thirty five to forty for most women. And it's like the 10 ish years leading up to menopause and menopause is your very last period. Like you're done. You're not getting another one ever. Right. Yeah. So you're in in perimenopause. Welcome. The water is wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So let me ask you a question. Have you had blood work done with your doctor on your sex hormones, meaning your estrogen, your progesterone, your DHEA and your testosterone?
2: Actually, I have. Yes, I just did that in May. I will say and I don't I, I think this matters. So I'll just say I was not fasting when I had these done. Um, but my doctor was okay with that, and yes.
1: And did your test reveal that one or more than one of these was out of the normal range, like too low or too high? Yes. Which one?
2: Progesterone Oh. was at a 0.5, and yeah, and she said you have less progesterone than a 60-something-year-old woman right now. Girl,
1: let's get that progesterone up. It's going to help. Okay. Yes, of course. Of course, it's low progesterone because this is often the the very first sex hormone to begin to dip below normal levels. And, you know, for most women, that progesterone is going to start to dip sometime after the age of 35 and definitely dipping in the 40s. And, you know, for, for those listening who are like, what, what the hell is progesterone? Progesterone is one of your main sex hormones, and it is the one that prepares that uterine lining for pregnancy, and you need enough of it, a nice amount, to maintain the life and the actual development of of a baby if, if you're pregnant. In addition, progesterone is often referred to as the keep calm and carry on hormone because when she's in balance, that is what we're able to do. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So low progesterone explains why you've been dealing with a temper and just, you know, feeling like you're going to lose it because progesterone is responsible for your sense of well-being. And it's literally the hormone that calms us when we feel angry or Uh cray-cray. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Progesterone also helps us sleep. You know, a lot of women, they get in their 40s and suddenly they don't sleep well anymore and they remember how they used to sleep and now they They wake up at 4, and now they're up, or they wake up a 1,000 times a night, typically low progesterone. Uh, If you're having that, go to your doctor, have your progesterone tested. And another thing that gets to a lot of people is when our progesterone is low, we tend to start experiencing a lot of anxiety. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned the political climate, which can be very anxiety-inducing. Let's couple that with some low progesterone. Oh, hello, anxiety attack. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: my boyfriend's faith has almost been ripped off several times. Oh,
1: bless his poor little heart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm guessing between the political climate in America, combined with being way too low on the keep calm and carry on hormone, you are not only ready to rip your innocent boyfriend to shreds, but probably just about anyone else, too. Like if some bitch yeah. cuts you in the grocery store line, you're you know, you're probably ready to throw down.
2: Yeah. Or like if people say at the age of 80 are walking too slowly in front of me, I want to push them out of the way. And that's not okay. That's- and i it's not right. And I can say that. And I can say to myself, like, it's almost like I step outside my body and say, like, what are you doing? Calm down. Um, but it's just The natural response lately you know and it's terrible
1: yeah well you know i love that you just used the phrase it's the natural response because it is your body's natural response it's sending you a signal this progesterone is too low i can't keep things calm and carry on because this progesterone is too low so it's asking can you do something to balance it you know and so just to you know kind of um uh, inspire you and other women that could be listening right now other reasons to get the progesterone up is besides the things we just mentioned because you want to sleep you don't want to rip your innocent boyfriend's face off you don't want to push the 80 year old down <laughs> and uh, you know you uh, you don't want to have anxiety when our progesterone is low it also puts us at risk for uterine cancer endometrio- endometriosis pardon me fibroids, and things like breast cyst. Uh Yeah. And those are, you know, those are things we'd probably like to do without. So let's keep our progesterone up if possible. Another interesting thing about progesterone, it's kind of like your body's natural diuretic. So when it's too low, we can tend to retain water. Which is never mm-hmm. cute luck for us girls. Makes our rings tight, makes our face puffy, you know, the waistband isn't fitting right. And you're like, that's weird. I work out and I'm eating well. Why am I retaining, you know, why do I feel fat? Because you're retaining water because your progesterone's low. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and I don't know if your doctor also ran a full thyroid panel, but it, it might not be a bad idea because if your thyroid is low— it won't help you make enough progesterone. And that means like the thyroid won't allow you to make more progesterone. And then cortisol, the stress hormone, could be stealing what you are making. Yes. Yeah. So um, the two things, if you haven't done already, you might want to talk to your doctor about is could we do a full thyroid panel and could we do a saliva cortisol test to measure and see what my cortisol does throughout a day. Uh-huh. Testing okay. cortisol with blood—it's not always the the coolest, most interesting way to test it. It's suggested to do it with saliva, but most most doctors can do that for you. So let's talk about what you can do about this. You need to get that progesterone up. Get it out of sixty-six-year-old woman. Is that what she said?
2: Something, yeah, like uh, so—a woman in her uh, sixties. Yeah.
1: Okay, let's get it back to a woman in her 40s, but like a like a optimal version of a woman in her 40s. So the the first thing I'm going to suggest, easiest thing, please do it. I don't care if your progesterone listeners is great, bottoming out whatever, just freaking add this in lemon water every single morning without fail. Why? Because it jump the liver. Uh, but also, that vitamin C helps raise progesterone. Ooh, and okay. I, I love suggesting lemon water first thing to everyone because it's a 30-second form of self-care. So think about it. Cut the lemon, squeeze it into the glass of water, drink it. Oh, no, my self-care just added 30 seconds to my morning routine. Now I'm going to be late for work. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I don't want to hear anything yeah. from anyone. Don't direct message me and say I don't have time for you know lemon water. <laughs> you have the time. Make the, make the 30 seconds people. Um another thing is some women have found that quitting coffee or just bringing it down to just the morning is really helpful because it's they think that caffeine lowers progesterone. Okay. Uh, yeah. No and no one wants to hear that because you're probably exhausted. And then there's an herb, it's called vitex and sometimes it's it's also known as chasteberry. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. And I I love that because it's one of the oldest remedies to help the body build more progesterone. It's it's actually been used on a medicinal level for over 2000 years. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's been around longer than anything you could get in a pharmacy. So so it's doing something
2: right. Can I ask you a quick question? Of I don't, course. Um, does this help with hot flashes as well, or is that an entirely different thing?
1: Well, you might want to check back with your doctor about your estrogen levels, because when estrogen starts to plummet, that's when those kind of night sweats and those hot flashes start to come in. And and speaking of old remedies, one of the oldest remedies for night sweats and hot flashes is taking vitamin e orally like in a capsule form Mm -hmm. okay every single every single day you know maybe before before bed plus it'll help your skin look really gorgeous oh and so you know vitamin e isn't going to eliminate a hot flash or a night sweat but it's going to greatly reduce the frequency or even the intensity okay cool okay good yeah, Yeah. so you might want to check back on the uh, the low estrogen. Now, will the Vitex also help with that? Well, it might because some women take it who just have like a lot of menstrual problems. Like women in their 20s who have severe PMS or working with a naturopath, that naturopath might suggest to them to take Vitex. So I I can't tell you for sure if it will work on the night sweats per se, but I can tell you that vitamin E will. Okay, cool. Thank yeah. you. There's also an all-natural cream that some women like to do on, like, day 14 to the day they bleed. But a woman like you would want to check in with your doctor and say, okay, well, when the heck do I do it if the, the periods are irregular? And, and these all-natural creams, they're usually made from plants and plant oils and a very specific wild yam grown in Mexico. Oh, okay. And for women that use the cream, you know, I always suggest to rub it on very thin skin areas like, you know, breast, the uh, the inner arm is very thin skin. Some people even like to put a little on their face and neck to keep like a youthful look. But I always say wash your hands really well after you put it on and don't go have sex with your partner because it's going to rub off you onto them. And and if you're putting it on your arms, then don't, if you have an animal or a baby, don't pick them up and cuddle them. It's the kind of thing you want to do before you get dressed or if you're going to be sleeping alone. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Because you don't want to rub that progesterone on all the kids and animals and partners in the world.
2: Right.
1: So, Sandy, those are just a few really easy things you can do on a natural level to help raise your on levels you know they don't take much time and but they can really bring big results and i'm i'm a big fan of like small changes that bring about big results
2: i love all this i love it especially because it's natural and it's a great you know it's great advice to at least try and see if you can do it on your own in a safe in a safe way you know
1: yeah and you know a lot of times, when you're going the all-natural route, you know, I think it's good to kind of give it six months, and then get maybe get your levels tested again, or maybe just see how you're feeling. Huh? Have I wanted to rip anybody's face off in a month? Oh my god, I haven't. You know, <laughs> just to see. Oh my god, I don't want to push down old ladies anymore. This is awesome. And then you'll know. Yeah. And then you'll know your keep calm and carry on hormone is probably starting to come back to a nicer normal level.
2: Oh yeah, that's awesome. That's. I hope
1: that happens. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to throw out a side note to all the ladies listening to this podcast who want to have babies. You gals all need to have a nice, adequate, aka normal level of progesterone to not only fertilize your egg, but in order to actually carry the baby to term. And for any of my listeners who have had a miscarriage, first of all, I'm incredibly deeply sorry And for you ladies who've had a miscarriage and would like to try again, please, 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 please have your doctor test your progesterone levels. It's a simple, simple blood test that your doctor will do. And, you know, I don't know if your insurance will cover it or not. My insurance does, but it can't cost that much. And it's definitely worth it because what if you had a miscarriage because your progesterone levels are low? And what if you could do something about it to raise your progesterone and never have to go through that heartache again. It's an option worth exploring. Talk to your doctor about it. So, Sandy, thank you so much for calling in. You know, as I said at the top of the call, helping women balance their hormones is my—I think it's like the reason I was put on earth— so, if you find that that those other hormones levels are are dropping, please reach out to me on you know, Instagram at the Masterson Plan. Direct message me and let's get you back in balance.
2: Thank you so much for all this information. It's really comforting because it's hard to find this stuff out, um, even with your own doctors. So, thank you for. For what
1: you're doing. Thank you. Yay. I'm so happy you got some comfort and some content and some info and some inspo today. Now, uh, get out there, enjoy your day, and please don't rip your boyfriend's face off.
2: <laughs> Nor will I push anybody down.
1: Thank you. Thanks for calling, Sandy.
2: Thanks so much. Go to hell. Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. Go to hell. Okay. It looks like we have a ton more calls coming in. Um, caller, you are on the air. What is your name and what is your question for a health coach?
0: Hi, I'm Grant from Hi. Los Angeles.
1: Oh, gorgeous. How sunny LA today?
0: It's beautiful. Um, my question is, what are... I'm cur- curious how to raise my testosterone organically, what things I can do, what can I, um, any supplements I can take, anything like that, that could help me get a better testosterone reading.
1: Hmm. Okay. Um, that's awesome. Do you mind if I, great question. And, uh, you know, so what I'm guessing is you don't want to go like the prescription testosterone, uh, route you want to first experiment with doing things with food and supplements and all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Cool. All right. So if you don't mind, I'm going to ask you a few testosterone-related questions. Sure. Uh, Would you mind telling the listeners and myself how old you are?
0: I am 52.
1: Gorgeous. And um, do you have or are you seeing a hint of moobs, also known as man boobs?
0: no thank god
1: okay thank goddess um are you achieving morning wood
0: Uh, not no you know not like you know you you did not like it was
1: i love that response oh (laughs) kind of sums up that morning wood doesn't it (laughs) um any hair loss you balding at all
0: not really another, thank God. Oh, beautiful.
1: Especially since you live in sunny Los Angeles. Uh, we exactly. To... We
0: have to have hair out here.
1: Yeah, it's required. Okay. And uh, have you experienced a lack of motivation or overall drive in life?
0: That is interesting. That's a, It's subtle how that comes on, but I would say, yeah.
1: Yeah. It is subtle how that comes on. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great way to answer it. My next question is, have you experienced, like, a loss of muscle with an increase of body fat that doesn't seem related to your diet?
0: I have. And what I've done to shift it is change my eating and work out more. Mm. And I've seen the result of that changing not only my body but how I feel. Oh, good. So... The working out, I get a boost afterwards. I feel as if I'm um, not only the muscle and all of that, but the adrenaline, all of it that you get for the rest of the day is, to me, related to increasing the testosterone.
1: And worth its weight in gold. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's that's why people work out. So. I'm I'm really glad um, that you are asking about low testosterone because it can be such you know a Debbie Downer for your sex life. Thank God it's not affecting your hairline. It does affect a lot of guys' hairlines, and you know it takes that body and just decides to turn it into to mush. Although you've already begun reversing that, but you know besides all of that and all the questions I just ask you are symptoms of low testosterone, is that the real tea on low testosterone is that it puts you boys at risk for osteoporosis and maybe even uh, prostate cancer. And who wants either of those? I don't. Yeah. All right. So we're going to talk about three things that you can do um, to potentially increase your testosterone in a natural lifestyle way. Um, we're going to talk about fitness, we're going to talk about supplements and we're going to talk about diet and um, all of these things have you know a lot of people have tried them a lot of studies have been done on them and for some people they really really work. Hey, why not worth a try um, so that we don't have your testosterone give you an Irish goodbye and just leave your party without even saying goodbye.
0: Oh, Um, I love it all.
1: (laughs) So before we jump in, I think it's really, uh, it's worth mentioning that the liver needs to be in really great shape to keep testosterone balance. So I, Mm -hmm. you know, I often suggest to guys who are starting to experience some lower testosterone symptoms, like once or twice a year, you know, consider doing a cleanse, um, A lot of people love doing that in January. A lot of other people love doing it right before the holidays, like in October. It almost kind of cleans you out before you get decadent. Um, And then, you know, a lot of people really um, have gotten great results from taking milk thistle, which is an herb, and it helps rejuvenate and restore the liver. Um, So keeping that liver Mm. happy is kind of like ground zero for uh, the body being able to keep testosterone balanced. And one other thing that I got it. Yeah. I also think it's worth mentioning um, is, you know, life is stressful. Adulting is stressful. And the older we get, it seems like the more we have to be stressed about. Um, And long term anger and just that kind of daily stress, whether it's from bosses or traffic or sick family members or, you know, whatever's on our plate, it can actually lower testosterone levels. And that's worth mentioning because whether it's finding meditation or therapy or whatever it works for the individual to release the bullshit that every single human is susceptible to, I think is really, really important. Okay. Yeah. All right. Makes sense. Yeah. So why don't we jump in by talking about fitness? What do you currently do to move that body?
0: I ride a bicycle. I go to the gym and do some cardio, and I do a sort of CrossFit with the Ooh. trainer.
1: Ooh, perfection. You are doing the the first thing on the list. Check it off because, Grant, you are doing it. Um, yeah. CrossFit is so great for guys that are looking to increase testosterone levels because it's the heavy weights at least three right. times a week for 30 minutes each time, minimum, that building your muscles actually helps to build and replenish testosterone, low low testosterone levels. Got it. Uh, so, so, so fantastic. And then I love... Well, the-
0: and... Go, please. And the CrossFit works all my muscles. There's yes. not a muscle that's not involved.
1: Yes. And, you know, the thing that I think is so cool about CrossFit is it's so hard... That you're like, yes. oh, there's no way I can do that. Want to vomit? Yeah, and I then
0: literally half half the time I want to vomit. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's. I think people have vomited in CrossFit. And, well, and
0: then you you do it, and you you're like, oh my god, I just did that.
1: Yes, that is it. It raises self-esteem and builds muscle. Yeah, you can't beat that because you think I can't do that. There's uh, maybe other people can, but I can't do that. And then you do it, and you're like, holy shit. I just did that.
0: Yeah, so true.
1: Mm, love it, um, and I and it's great that you're also doing some cardio because, you know, adding in like that high intensity interval training, which it sounds like you're kind of doing. You're doing the heavy weights. You're doing a little cardio. Um, not only does that build testosterone, but it prevents further decline. So you getting right. that that high intensity interval training in there with the weights. That's the, that's that perfect little delicious combo to build and replenish testosterone. Plus you get that major endorphin boost that you mentioned.
0: Right. It's the, me- for me, the cardio is mental health. It's like my mind getting unwound. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, that circles back to what I said about, you know, we, as adults, we're carrying daily stress and some of us right. are carrying long-term anger over different things. Issues, money, divorces, death. A whole
0: list. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I'll just do a call about (laughs) our list. Um, And it sounds like between your bike riding and then your cardio that you do, that you have like these two awesome ways to bring down that daily stress.
0: Yeah. it For me, it's consistency. So I've got to like ensure that I do that regularly. It's like because it's enough to do it, but really – it's the frequency of doing it that helps.
1: And inspire our listeners. What does doing it on a regular basis mean to you? Is that three times like a week? If I,
0: yeah. If I can ride if I can get on my bicycle and ride for an hour and I ride outdoors, because why wouldn't you? It's beautiful. Hello. I ride on beautiful wide open streets with no cars mm. in the nice neighborhoods. And it for me, I get on by the time I get off, I'm a different person. I feel differently about the world, about myself. I've worked out every problem that was hanging around and I've got fitness.
1: I love it. I love, love, love it. You know, um, I am not here to talk about myself, but I will share that sometimes what I do is I go on a walk and I literally say to my inner self, okay, so what do you want to work on? Oh, why are you still mad at so-and-so? Okay, well, let's Let's think about it, and I delve into it, and I give myself like a a therapy session. And by yeah, the time... it's
0: it's when our mind can kind of relax and actually work on those yeah. problems and dissolve them, basically.
1: Yeah, and then you get to your destination, and you're like, ah, it's not yeah. that bad. For me, that's
0: consistency. If I can do that three times a week, I'm really good.
1: Love it. Perfection. Um, supplements. Do you take any now?
0: Yes. Tell us. Take a, a good variety. I take. Um, a multi, I take a B12, I take a superfood, I take um, vitamin D, I take DHEA, I take um, a little tiny baby aspirin, um, a couple others, but I take a good variety and good brands.
1: Okay, you're crushing it. You're doing amazing. Um, everything that you're taking is incredibly helpful for replenishing low testosterone. Um, did your doctor test your vitamin D levels? They were low, and that's why you you, you got on the vitamin D?
0: Um, I, that was an intuitive one. That was one that I just knew. I knew that the vitamin D was low because I wasn't taking a supplement, and I wear a ton of sunscreen, so mm-hmm. I'm doing what I can to block the D out in the world, even right. though I love a suntan and I have one currently. Congratulations. Thankfully. I know. Um, but anyway, so I I supplemented all of that. And honestly, when I got the test, I'd already been taking the D for a while. So it my to D looks good on the test that I got done. Oh good. But if you had really done it like when I before I started taking the D, I'm sure I was deficient.
1: I'm really glad you're taking the vitamin D because low levels of vitamin D, which, by the way, everyone, most of us have low levels, uh, wipe out testosterone, not to mention a ton of other things. But in your case, we're talking about testosterone. So love that you're on that. Um, You know, something you could consider researching a bit more after our call today is how ginseng increases testosterone. And guess what else it does? helps with stress. Okay. So she could be a good friend to you, Miss Ginseng.
0: Yeah, I love I love that suggestion. That's a good one.
1: Okay, Let me and add I, that. I didn't hear you say that you're on like a fish oil or like an o- omega three of some sort.
0: Well, here's the deal on that. I eat salmon every single night for dinner.
1: Okay. So you're getting it.
0: And I'm getting it. And honestly, the fish oils make me gag a bit. And so <laughs> I'd rather just eat it than try to get that fish oil down.
1: You know, I love that you mentioned that because people listening could could feel the same way and go, oh, you mean I don't have to take the supplement? I could just eat more, more fish? Great. I'll do that. Um, you know, the reason that we suggest things like fish oil is because or the omegas, is because um, they are the hormone balancers. Not not to mention the omega-3s in fish make us look young and they keep our hearts young.
0: Uh, I might be trying to get that pill down now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Double duty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. You know, um, I'm a really big fan of this brand of fish oil. It's called Nordic Naturals. Um, They do add a little bit of lemon taste to it, so it's not maybe—it's not like opening a can of sardines, in other words. Right. Although if you have a dog, I do suggest putting a little uh, half a sardine on their food every day. It's a great way to boost their omegas and keep their joints very happy. Oh yeah, oh
0: that's a good, Mm -hmm. Bubba, he's gonna get that.
1: Yeah, love that stinky smell. Um, Unlike us, we don't love that stinky smell. So uh, the only thing about Nordic Naturals is you will need a second mortgage to buy a bottle. But you know, oh is it? Yeah, but can we put a price on our health? No.
0: No, and if, it, if it's the one that works for me, then I would be willing to do it because of the benefits. I know that the benefits are good, and I do eat salmon every night, but I'm willing to double down on that.
1: Why, why not? Give it a shot. Um, now, does your multivitamin that you mentioned have zinc in it?
0: Uh, probably.
1: All right, Give that a check when you can because okay. um, the cool thing about zinc for you fellas, it's been shown to raise testosterone. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Now, you never you never want to double down with the zinc, though. And right. The, the reason is, um, you know, a lot of people, if they're taking way too much, they get like a really rotten stomach ache, and that doesn't make anybody feel sexy.
0: I don't want that. No.
1: And then, no. you know, also with the zinc, great. Let's get the testosterone levels up and keep uh, cold and flu season at bay. Right. Yeah. Um. And you're already taking a vitamin B, and so for our listeners, I just want to tell them that uh, bringing in vitamin D is really great because it's not only like a mood vitamin that just like gives us like a a, a good mood; it helps lower estrogen, uh, which can be too high in men. Um, and estrogen is it's one of the main female hormones, although you guys do have a little bit. But if you have too much. It's hard to get hard if you're picking up mm. what I'm putting down. And mm-hmm. too much estrogen leads to man boobs. So we don't
0: super unsexy. I mean, I love boobs, but on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not on yourself.
0: Women. On women.
1: <laughs> um, and, you know, uh, another great way to avoid increasing estrogen levels is if you're going to have meat. Um, is to make sure that it's organic and grass-fed and not right. pumped full of hormones.
0: I don't do those mm-hmm. meats.
1: Okay, good. Then you don't have to worry about that. Um, and then also eating or drinking out of plastic. Do a lot of plastic mm. water bottles. It uh, Plastic emulates estrogen in our bodies, so it can make your body think it has too much estrogen in it. So it's really great to um, switch over from, like, say, plastic water bottles to one of those cute, you know, clean canteens.
0: Cute. Great idea.
1: Okay. Let's talk about diets. Okay. Um, why don't you—I'm you, you, I'm hearing that you're getting, like, a lot of really good protein and fat when you do the salmon. What do you eat with it?
0: It goes over a salad— Of, you know, any kind with seeds, with um, avocado, with um, sugar-free dressing and um, or like steamed broccoli, steamed broccolini, Mm. that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm the type of person that can eat pretty much the same thing every night and I'm okay with it. I actually prefer it.
1: Yeah, a lot of people are like that. The
0: regularity. Yeah. Consistency. So the salad changes, but the salmon stays the same. The avocado stays the same. Just goes on a different uh, bed of, you know, something. For lunch, it's kind of the same, but maybe I don't have the um, salmon. I'll have, you know, I won't have protein. I try to, but it's hard sometimes if you just eat fish.
1: Okay. Do you do um, eggs, or do you do other kinds of fish too?
0: Um, I do do other kinds of fish. I do not do eggs.
1: Okay. And uh, what about uh, like beans or quinoa? Always. Oh, great! So you'll always you'll bring always. those in too.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay. Good. 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 Um, I love what you're eating. So you're
0: feels good. It feels good. I love eating clean. I hate when I don't eat clean. Yeah. You feel like shit. You feel like shit. And and here's the thing, when you switch to eating clean, the motivation is you don't want to put garbage in your body because you do you feel it even more once you've eaten clean than you put garbage in, you're like, oh my God. It's like getting like a it hangover. Takes you, yeah, it's a hangover. It feels like shit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um you're doing great. And you know...
0: I, I am. I feel it. I feel the results. It's great. I oh,
1: love hearing that because it's about how we feel. Yeah. It's all about how we fucking yeah. feel. And we just want to feel good. You know, so, yeah. so to keep building that testosterone and to stay lean and to prevent blood sugar roller coasters, you you just got to keep doing what you're doing. Protein, good fat, the veggies, and then those, those gorgeous... uh nature carbs that that you said you do enjoy like the beans and the the quinoa um corn it, okay you your stomach does okay with corn
0: i love corn
1: great um i would suggest that you try to keep it organic because corn's one of the largest gmo products in right. the country and we don't know yet what that roundup does to our what, health, but we're starting to what guess. What
0: what that third arm is about. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you know, the cool thing about the beans is that they are also full of vitamin D and zinc. Okay. So, boom. Um, and then, you know, in terms of just, like, getting, like, more rando protein in there since you are a pescatarian, uh, you know, quinoa, love it. Chia seed pudding, Mm. Yum city. Uh, As many nuts as you desire, preferably raw, but if roasted is available. Okay, cool. Um, You know, some people really enjoy Vega protein powder, especially if you like something a little bit sweet. Mm -hmm. Yep, Um, I do like that. So now I'm not going to suggest spirulina to you because it does kind of have like a fishy-ish taste.
0: Yeah, you know what? It doesn't it's funny, it doesn't. I had a reaction to it.
1: Some people do, but you know, worth mentioning to the other folks maybe listening. Right. Who might enjoy that more. Um, do you like wheatgrass? Do you ever do a wheatgrass shot?
0: Um I can do wheatgrass, but I, at one point in my lifetime, I did a ton of wheatgrass and I kind of burnt on it mm-hmm. again and being honest with everyone. Um, I do love it though. I love the, the, how fortified you feel.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like getting a blood transfusion.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, a, it's like literally getting like a shot of health.
1: Yes. And that's quite literally it's like getting a shot of help. So getting like two to four ounces and you don't have to do it every day. Okay. A times a week, take a week off. Right. You know, just so it's sort of like part of your life.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's okay. It, the, here's the theory then. A good thing when you do it too much kind of becomes a bad thing. So for me, if I did it a couple times a week, I would enjoy it, not a daily thing. So yeah. good call. Yeah. I like that.
1: And for people that are listening that don't love the flavor of wheatgrass, a lot of the um, the places that sell a shot of wheatgrass, will have cinnamon at the counter and if you kind of like approach it like it's a shot of tequila, so you boop, down the wheatgrass and you've licked your uh, your hand and you've placed um, cinnamon there and then you so you do the wheatgrass and then you lick the cinnamon. The cinnamon really cuts the what I would refer to as like a a black licorice taste of wheatgrass. As you can tell I'm not a wheatgrass lover, but I definitely love the benefits.
0: Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I exactly. So I'm way. willing I'm willing to get it down and that I'll, I'll try it that way with the cinnamon. I like that.
1: Yeah. And then uh, you know, cinnamon is great to keep blood sugar stabilized. So why not? Um green peas might be fun to bring those in with the broccoli.
0: Okay.
1: Full of protein. I love putting on hemp seeds on everything. Full of protein. And you're already doing the salmon, tons of vitamin D, protein and good fat there. Tuna has tons of vitamin D. Um, and then it's worth mentioning that the, the dairy foods are really great when you guys kind of treat them like treat foods, like maybe once a week. Because things like cheese and yogurt can lower your testosterone by raising your estrogen.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty much at this point steering clear of dairy.
1: Okay. You know, it makes a really great treat.
0: I like a cheese. I'll, I'll eat a cheese.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's one other thing that is worth mentioning, and it's not the right fit for everybody, but, um, you know, this is another thing that falls into the diet category of how to raise testosterone. And that is a lot of men have found that intermittent fasting uh, mm. ha- actually can increase their testosterone by like up to 200% or something insane like that. Um, And what that means is that after dinner, you don't eat again until lunch. So you want 16 hours to occur where the body is doing a small fast, a 16-hour fast. So you're, you eat, you know, your lunch, you eat your snacks, you eat your dinner, but you don't eat between dinner and lunch. Now, for some people, that makes them feel fucking crazy. Their blood sugar <laughs> drops, although for right. others it stabilizes blood sugar. You know, other people love the ritual of breakfast. And they're like, right. don't want to miss it. That's cool. Right. Worth mentioning. Right. Yeah. And since, you know, you're more pescatarian, um, I would love to suggest following on Instagram, the no meat athlete. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, because if that dude can keep those muscles by not eating right. meat, I mean, hey, right?
0: Yeah. And, and you do want variety because you, you don't, again, you don't want to burn on your one source of something.
1: Yes. Although your sources do sound delicious. I
0: love my sources, but I'm also, you know I'm mindful that I want variety in there.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm so happy that I could contribute to um, your future yeah. morning wood. Yeah,
0: you you have very, very <laughs> um, beneficial to talk to you. as always, you're a real inspiration.
1: Oh, thank you so much. And thanks for calling Go to Health, Grant. love talking okay. with you today.
0: All right, Baba Booey.
1: Okay, have a good one.
0: What's going on? Go to hell! Uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: Go to hell! Hey! For those of you who listen today and really related to the caller Sandy, and you yourself feel as though, God, I don't know shit about my endocrine system. You're not alone. Women have been kept in the dark about their hormones for years. So what I would like to suggest is if you'd like to start jumping in and educate yourself more, today start following Dr. Sarah Gottfried on Instagram. Her Instagram name is Sarah Gottfried MD. Her Instagram alone is such a source of education. She's also published many books Mine are tattered and dog-eared because they are like the best course in explaining your hormones and your endocrine system to you. I'm also a huge fan of Dr. Christian Northrup. She uh, was a GYN. She's written multiple books, and she will not only explain your whole endocrine system to you, but she will connect the mind and the body. So, hey, start educating yourself. And the information I just shared on Dr. Sarah Gottfried and Dr. Christian Northrup will be in my show notes. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, Go to Health. Once again, I'm Galadriel Masterson. I'm a certified holistic health and lifestyle coach health is my absolute favorite topic and i would love to discuss it with you either one-on-one working with me or be a caller here on the show or just follow me on facebook or instagram my website is www.themastersonplan.com both instagram and facebook are at the masterson plan and please rate and review this show on itunes this podcast was produced by the team at DSRA Podcast. You can find them at www.dsrapodcast.com. The music for the show was created by the one and only Rick Radone. The photo was done by the incredible Guy Furrow, AKA Miss Guy. And the logo was created by the lovely Donica Underhill. Once again, I'm Galadriel Masterson, this is Go To Health, and you, my friends, can go to health.